Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast and happy Saturday to you. I hope that you're having a wonderful weekend so far and thank you for tuning into my podcast. It was a very interesting week, I'll tell you that. I think it was the full moon coming and the tides changing and all kinds of stuff because that last episode that I did, if you just listened to it recently, it was the biggest episode I've ever come out with. And I never realized that so many people were interested in spirituality and development and things like that, which is awesome. It's one of the many things that I cover. It's something that's very important to me, but I really was just blown away by some of the questions and the comments that I received and some of the compliments that I got on that episode. I am just so humbled and touched by everybody who listened to it and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you enough. Uh, with with all that being said, and it always being an open-ended forum and, and journey, and all of us are trying to figure out what it's all about, right? And so uh, it, along the way, it's only natural for us to come into contact with different obstacles and situations and things like that, which make us stand back and question it all for a minute, you know? And I think that in making that episode, I was incredibly curious about the structural definition of spiritual development. And I think that it was enlightening for myself. It was something that I thought about a lot afterwards. And I even listened to the episode myself a few times after I recorded it. Uh, so if you're just tuning into this podcast for the first time, welcome and happy Saturday or whatever day it is that you're listening to this. And um, the episode that I'm talking about is regarding the seven stages of spiritual development. It is the one right before this one. It was on it was published on Wednesday and I was discussing about talking to a family friend and uh, just a quick review because I'm going to be continuing a little bit of the discussion in this podcast episode as well because it did so well and it spurred so many questions and curiosities in myself and others that I figured let's just keep it going um but my father has passed had passed away about 20 years ago or so and he fought for a very long time and uh you know it wasn't about him or or anything like that but Uh, One of the biggest points that kind of got this ball rolling was he was at the doctor after this very long nine-year fight with cancer, and a doctor had told him to get his affairs together, go home and get your affairs together, that the cancer had spread. And when I was being told this story, you know, everything is so fuzzy from that time because of the age I was and the chaos and the stress and all of the different things that are happening to you at that time anyway but just processing this news after nine years of having a lifetime of allotments to make this justification make sense justification as in the disease itself and how it could take a perfectly healthy middle-aged man and and you know bring him to the point where he was at at that time and The older that I get, the more that I understand different facets of things that have happened throughout life where I've 
either taking them seriously then, but not as seriously as I would have later, or the opposite. I, I took it as, oh, well, life goes on. And then later I was like, why didn't I do this in that moment? You know? And I think that we all have times like that, you know? But for the most part, that being reminded, that me being reminded of that in that conversation that I had was a total like mind moment because I sat back after the phone call and I thought about that. I mean, it's something that has inspired this podcast is finding out what life is all about and finding out what makes it, what what makes your days the best that they could be or What makes you think about situations differently so that they're easier on your health, your mind and your body and your soul, right? Because I've watched so many near-death experiences where people talk about your body as a skin suit, right? You still have to take care of it and things like that. But the true, the true person is the, the, the cognitive abilities that move that skin suit around, right? Which is your soul. And I think that that's so fascinating. And if I get myself on a tangent, like if I get myself on a thought process, I will sit and I will think about that and then what it all means. And I think that at at some point, like I said, everybody gets in that mode, but that conversation really got the ball rolling for me. And I started thinking like, I'm very blessed and I have so much gratitude for every blessing that I have been given in my life uh, up until this point and I don't want to have a conversation like that from a doctor happen to me and me wonder what I had done with the moments that were stale and I don't I don't think that I don't think at the time we think that there's stale moments where nothing's happening you know it's later on that you turn around and you say I loved those moments. You think about the moments that mean the most to you, right? But you, you don't think about the moments that went stale until you don't have those moments to do anything with anymore, right? So it inspired me to look in the structure, the structural format, if you will, of spirituality. I've been practicing spirituality for 20 plus years. And I've been to see gurus. I've been all over the country. I've stopped at different places. I've gone on retreats. I have gone to different places that they write books about in regards to the thought processes that people have and what different types of beliefs that people have. I respect it all, right? I think that it all comes from the same, the same, I, I, it might be a different way of thinking or a different practice that's being used but it all comes together at the end right so in doing all of that and the the spot that I'm at now I uh, did have something very similar a couple years ago happen to me and I think that it's kind of like the the pilot that brought this all together honestly Uh, it was before the pandemic it was before anything really I I mean it was a lot has happened in the last couple years and one of the things that kind of kind of set this this ball ablaze was I uh had 
had some stomach pains. I've talked to you guys about my diverticulitis before. I had some stomach pains. It was before I'd gotten diagnosed and I was working and one of the people that I work with was like, Hey, you know, Evelyn, you're not looking too great. You, uh, you, you, your skin is looking really pale and it's changing color a little bit. It's not looking right. And I, I had a really bad stomach ache, but I never really, I didn't think anything of it. I'd had the stomach ache for a couple days. I work in a field where sometimes it's busy, 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 and you don't have time to grab lunch or whatever. And I remember that specific week I'd had trail mix and I was sitting there like mindlessly working and eating the trail mix and on the computer doing my, my numbers and things. And I was also at that time running a team, uh, as well. So I was walking around munching on my trail mix, not thinking anything of it. And then my stomach started to hurt really bad, uh, but not enough that I felt that it was bad enough to not work. Right. So I'm at work, I'm doing my thing. And my boss says, you know what, Ev, you're not, you're not looking great. I think you should go to the doctor. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And spend all that money for them to tell me that, you know, I've got a bellyache and to go home? No, you know? And he was like, no, really, you should just go to the, like, clinic or something and just see if they can help you. You just, I don't know. You're not looking great. And I was like, okay. So I went to the clinic and long story short, they told me they couldn't help me. They said, we do broken bones and things like that. Just go home and take a nap. And I was like, uh, and they said, or you can go to the emergency room. And I thought, well, I'm not going to the emergency room. So I went home and I took a nap. And I slept all night that night and I woke up the next day for work because I'm crazy like that. And my whole body was like tingling. But again, I'd never been, I hadn't been in the hospital since I was a little baby when I had the tonsil hemorrhage thing happen. And uh, those are fine. I was, I was tingly, but I thought I slept really hard. I slept really good. Like I didn't even think anything of it. I went to work again. They were like, what are you doing here? I was like, I'm here to work, so let's get to it. And again, everybody was like, ooh, Evelyn, not not looking great. And I felt fine other than my stomach hurting. Anyway, one of the one of the ladies that I work with was like, Evelyn, you have to go to the hospital because there's something that's wrong with you. Like, I must have really, guys, I must have looked really, really bad. <laughs> Because I was being approached. And so I was like, fine, fine. It was a Friday. I'll never forget it. Because I was like, oh, I don't want to go through whatever's going to happen. I was by myself. They were all like, let me go with you. Let me drive. I'm like, no. They're just going to tell me I got a stomach ache. They're going to send me home. It's fine. Anyway, I take myself to the hospital. And they tell me that, well, I, there's a sign above there was like some sort of flu going around some sort of stomach flu or whatever and there was a sign that was behind the secretary at the hospital in the emergency room that said if you have stomach problems please tell the receptionist immediately right so I walk up to the lady I'm over myself and I'm like hey listen I just read your sign and it says if you've got stomach problems to let you guys know immediately so I just wanted to communicate that that's why I'm here on well, like two seconds it was like a whirlwind 
there were nurses, doctors that came out from nowhere. They put me in a wheelchair. They ran me back to the, I mean, I mean, I must've really not looked great, but I felt fine. It was just my stomach hurt a little bit, but I, they put me in the bed and they started testing me. Like, you know, I, I took all kinds of tests and everything. I think they thought that it was my appendix. It was a while back, so I don't know the exact detail of it. But anyway, I've got to go to a commercial soon, so i got to wrap this part up. Anyway, I had gotten an abscess in my stomach, and it had burst. And I had poison all through my system. And in the midst of this chaos, I remember the doctor talking about how they didn't know if it was too late or not. Because I had been working and living with this poison in my system this whole time and I was in the hospital for 11 days while they observed me they thought that they were going to have to do surgery but they didn't end up doing it because thank goodness my body recepted to the antibiotics thank goodness but I didn't know I had diverticulitis I didn't even know that that was a thing I didn't know one of my diverticula had gotten infected and it had gotten so big and it had burst and I, that's, I guess, why my skin didn't look right, you know? And I, I was miserable in the hospital for those 11 days, by the way. It was terrible. It was lonely. And it was scary. I hadn't been in, the, in my whole adult life. I'd never been in the hospital at that point. And I had a lot of time to think about life and about its meaning. And how I was spending my time and who I was spending my time with and what I wanted to achieve and when it came to the end for me what kind of thoughts I wanted to have and I wanted to be satisfied at what kind of message I put out into the world and how it's not all about me you know and my happiness is important but it's not it's not beyond anybody else's happiness, you know, and understanding the way people think and not because I have to have a psychology book in front of me and I have to go through chapter through chapter to understand personality types and what makes people tick, but understanding psychological processes in everyday communication is an essential tool to one of the facets of living your best life in my opinion and how I how I came up with these thoughts is those 11 days in the hospital I couldn't eat anything uh the television was awful I mean the whole thing if you've ever been in the hospital for a really long time and plus it was scary I live far from my family I so I, I couldn't have any any family come in to visit me they didn't think they were on the phone with the doctors every day because they didn't know for the first couple days I was like out of it right because they were trying to get that poison out of my system and so they were talking like I was gonna be fine so nobody came down you know it was just an incredible experience that I think happened to me for a reason and I, I think that one of those reasons was to start looking at things a little bit differently and it was kind of like on my to-do list on my mental to-do list for a really long time and I'd, I'd been looking into different meditations and development of spirituality and everything like that for quite some time. But I didn't put any action to it until the pandemic came along. Pandemic was kind of like, okay, you have this time. You have the curiosity. You've got the people that are interested and will listen to you and 
and will vibe with you in that regard. And all these commonalities, there were so many people that were in my life that are in my life now that were identifying with where I was, where I am in my journey. I had just lost all this weight with my VSG surgery and having the sleeve done. And there was a lot of people that wanted to learn more about that. I had gone through this massive amount of grief and all the people that I was losing to the pandemic at the time. There were people that were trying to be developed spiritually and from a leadership perspective that I love doing that too. I love my my job. So any time that I can sit and talk to people about that and give them lessons and make them feel more confident and stronger in what they're doing, I embrace that wholeheartedly. And so it has been such an interesting and and, and plus the conversations that I have are lessons to me lessons that I can then simmer over for the rest of the night like you know just sit and think about how impactful some people's aha moments are for themselves but for other people too you know the changes the, the understandings the the different times that they do things that they don't think mean anything but mean everything to somebody else and I get goosebumps all the time thinking about those meaningful moments and how you know how I feel like I'm really starting to understand that the bigger picture is when you appreciate everything everything that Not only the material things that are around you, but the emotional things that people bring to the table. Whether they are learning experiences or emotional uh, or upbringing. I love listening to culture. I've told you guys that before in this podcast. I love listening to people's lives growing up, how they live now. That's why I love to travel so much because I... I love seeing things through that lens. My imagination is so active and I feel so I feel so involved in listening to somebody else's story that it gives me a deeper understanding for the different shades of life that can be lived, right? Because we we just, we go through the same motions, a lot of us, maybe not all of us, but we go through the same motions every day. And if you don't get to take a vacation very often, you don't get to travel very often, or you don't get to be in nature very often, you get stuck on the hamster wheel. And I kind of mentioned that in the last episode. But anyway, I'm way late right now for a, a break and... Like I said, I'm continuing to uh, talk about spiritual development. Uh, We've gotten past the seven stages of spiritual development, which I think is like the 101. And again, it was all all new to me. And so today I'm going to talk about why those steps are so important. And I'm going to be reading an article to you as well. And, uh, you know, it just, it made me happier than you guys can imagine to see how popular that episode had become so quickly. I mean, it was within a couple hours of it being published that I started getting notifications that different records were being broken. And I was just like, oh my goodness. I didn't, 
I didn't know whether, you know, it was the title or whether it was the, it was the content until I started having people reach out to me about the content. And that made me feel really good because it opened so many conversations. And so I'm so grateful. Anyway, I'm going to go to a quick break because of Anchor and then I'll be back and we'll talk about why this is all so important, or at least in the eyes of the article I'm about to go over. So I'll see you in a minute. Okay, everyone, I'm going to hop right in so that I am mindful of your time that you're spending with me today. And I'm going to talk again um, about a, a little bit more granularly about why spirituality is important. And I'm going to be reading an article. It's actually from an inspiration website. Um, and they're pretty vague. I think they do it on purpose. In this website, I think that they're, they just want to be heard, not so much credited. So there isn't really uh, an author area for me to credit them. But to kind of introduce, other than the first segment, uh, I am I am sitting here, right, going over some of the feedback that I had gotten from the previous episode on the seven stages of developing spiritual growth and development. And I have some of the very same questions, and I think that we're going to figure them out over time here. You know, I've... I cover everything in this podcast and I'm not I'm not a professional of any of it. I'm not I'm not a doctor, I'm not a life coach, although some would think that I, I go in that direction sometimes. Um, I'm I'm not a I'm not a psychic, I'm not anything like that. I'm just a human being and honestly every day I have things I'm trying to learn about everything from finance and investment opportunities. I like to keep my brain very active. I, I Trust me when I tell you that I like to relax and be mindless sometimes and just watch TV and binge TV. You know, I can do that too, but I also very much like to keep my brain active. I'm, I'm the person who plays the really challenging games and I I have been reading all of the time, whether it's related to finding out more about ourselves and how we're made up, or whether it's about just self-help in general, I, uh, I find myself more and more gravitating towards a really good book and a tall cup of coffee in my free time, or uh, just trying to navigate different thoughts and ideas I'll sit and just think about stuff for a while you know and sometimes that's the most peaceful thing that I can do right and uh, I do a lot of meditations if you're just tuning into this podcast if if you've been listening to this for a while then I'm sorry that you have to listen to me talk about meditating all the time but I, uh, I I try to do it daily and you know my big question on meditation was like Everybody's always talking about meditation. Oh, you gotta go meditate. You gotta, oh, I meditate, blah, blah, blah. But nobody ever says what it's for, right? Like, 
people say that it's relaxing and all of that kind of stuff, but they don't talk about the different types of meditations and how they have a different impact on you and how much of it is your imagination versus how much is factual things that are happening. What are the scientific facts on the effects of meditation on yourself and others? Which I think at some point I'm going to be delving into because I, and and today we're going to be getting into it a little bit too, just how how you think and how you feel uh, and how you look at spirituality in general, which again, I said in the past episode too, it's not religious. Spirituality is more about yourself and life and how you're looking at it, how you're feeling about it, how you practice removing that negativity from your thought process whenever you can. And then getting so good at it that you can breathe through those moments of stress that are inevitable, right? And you can navigate on that roller coaster of life that you have really, really good days, you got really, really crappy days, and then you gotta you gotta figure out how to handle that with with strength and have the skin thick enough to take in the lessons, have the legs strong enough to get back up when you're pushed down, and that affects work, it affects home, it affects all over the place, and it kind of ties together, and you can find a pretty secure road to success once you master how to control your thoughts like that. And I think that for me, I'm at a little bit of an advantage because I've been doing it for several years. And I'm really starting to reflect back on some of the things that I've practiced and taking a look at how I can be better in so many different areas. And again, that's what the podcast is all about for me, me and those around me, right? Or those who want to listen to say, oh my gosh, she learned that or she's going to be learning that and I want to go on that journey. This is my mentorship. This is how it's going to help my my seeds grow into flowers. Like this is this is all part of the big idea. Okay. So again, today we're going to be talking about why spirituality is important. And I found seven reasons. And I'm setting the scene. I'm in the spiritual room right now, surrounded by candles and Himalayan salt lamps, and I'm all curled up. And it is the middle of the afternoon as I record this, but it's dark in here and it's thundering outside. And I and I love rain. It, it puts me into a different headspace, especially thunder. And so if you hear it in the background as I'm talking, that's what's going on here. And uh, I'm just spending a little time, right? And this is essential as a part of what is the most relaxing. I had all of this stuff already activated from this morning's meditation. And as I'm creeping into the afternoon... I'm really unwound and in this headspace of just peace and excited to talk to all of you and put some more information out there because again, it's where we're getting back on the getting back on the vehicle now and that's why I called this episode the catalyst um, because it is so it is so true, right? This is the, the movement. This is the, the way to get there. The torque. This is, this is how it's going, right? And, and I don't know about you guys listening, but I feel 
I feel more educated every episode and I feel like these exercises that we're going over are so uh, amazing and then they're adding so much to life and it's just a very exciting time Uh, anyway anyway bringing myself back in so there are a number of reasons why spirituality is important to many people around the world unlike religion spirituality is not built on rules but individual choice and growth It's usually associated with searching inward instead of finding validation of the unknown through an institution or a group of people with common religious practices. The system is not limited to doctrine, does does not threaten and condemn wrongdoers, or discount other faiths. Since spirituality gives you a sense of freedom that religion sometimes cannot, it usually tends to feel a lot more unrestricted. So... Have you been contemplating on what's so imperative about finding a deeper meaning to life? Well, you've come to the right place. In this article, you'll find a list detailing seven reasons why spirituality is important, either on its own or in addition to religion. So the first meaning that they give, or reason why it's so important, is it gives meaning to life, right? And before I read this excerpt, that is what I was talking about in the first segment of this episode, is I think we're all looking for the meaning of life. I think that that's kind of, it's almost, it's it's almost a given, right? That every single one of us every day is, especially when bad things happen, you're like, what does this mean? Why is this happening? I don't understand. And then later on, when things are better, you kind of have that moment where you're like, oh, I get it now. I get it now. I get why that happened, right? Anyhow, knowing the meaning of life is one of the many reasons why spirituality is important to most people. Spiritualism, which is searching for something sacred, encourages people to strive towards becoming a better person. Reflecting on whom you are as a person can expand your knowledge about what human existence means in general. You also may recognize what life means outside of the physical world. Furthermore, you may develop your own explanations to what your purpose is in life and eventually achieve self-actualization, which is a fulfillment of personal and self-needs. Number two, it gives hope to the hopeless. Having faith in something greater than yourself tends to give you confidence in a hopeless situation. Spiritual customs and teachings help people heal from sustained pain and hurt. One researcher has previously stated, if we can compassionately remind ourselves in moments of falling down that failure is a part of the shared human experience, then that moment becomes one of togetherness rather than isolation when our troubled, painful experiences are framed by the recognition that countless others have undergone similar hardships, the blow is softened. This is probably one of the greatest gifts of spirituality. Isn't that the truth? I love that. Number three, it relieves stress and inspires peace. Introspective activities like prayer or meditation relieve stress and cultivate peace from within. Meditation typically relates to training the mind to relax and the spirit to develop compassion, 
forgiveness or serenity. When a person has developed a sense of internal comfort and well-being, worldly trials and difficulties will have little influence on their thought process or responsive behavior. These same qualities will then be projected to the outside world, which is always a positive thing. Additionally, contemplative practices have been proven to lessen health issues related to depression, cancer, diabetes, or chronic pain. This one I've talked about a lot in this podcast because in regards to my dad, a hard lesson that we learned was because he didn't go to therapy in his, in his life or anything like that, the holistic and alternative medicine doctors at the Cancer Institute had really dove into his psyche and sorted out some of the bad things that had happened to him in his life, some of the hard lessons that he had had to learn. And they sorted through it. And when they did, they found out that it wasn't standing in front of the microwave because they, you know, that was thrown around. That That's what caused it. It wasn't eating too much red meat. You know, it wasn't anything like that. It was holding on to negativity and holding on to pain that made him sick. And I've got, now that I'm a little bit older and I'm, I'm hitting that middle age area, I'm finding that a lot of people, when they go to the doctor, people that I'm close to, are receiving that diagnosis you know people are having heart problems related to stress or they're having you know blood pressure issues things like that because of how much stress they're under either to eventually retire or they're they're trying to get that promotion that they've been waiting for or you know, I've told you guys before, when I get really stressed out, my, my scalp starts to tingle. I found out the other day that I'm not the only person that that happens to. It was so, it was so revelating. I was talking to someone and, you know, they had just said, they were venting and they had said, my scalp is tingling. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that must be a thing, you know? And, uh, that, if you don't process that information, if you don't do something constructive with it, Meaning, meditate, go for a walk, get into nature, go to the beach, take a swim, go for a run, you know, talk to someone. If you're an introvert, don't and listen to some music for an hour, your favorite music or write it in a journal. Do those types of exercises to release that negative energy that comes within you because if you hold it, it, it churns and it grows and then it, be, it makes you sick. It physically makes you sick and it's Googleable and it's not just, I mean, it's several years worth of random research has taught me that that's an absolute reality. So that relieving stress and inspiring peace through spirituality is something that I can 100% identify with and I can 100% agree at the same time. Number four, it aids in making better choices. In most cases, spirituality encourages people to be a better person. Being more aware of how important it is to live your best of your ability may encourage you to eat better or not engage in illegal activities. As stated before, meditative practices help people develop compassion for not only themselves, but for others as well. Overall, spirituality creates concern and sympathy for the world in general. This could be influential in a person's everyday life to make respectable choices and avoid unhealthy behaviors. And I think that that's another another facet to this. 
is you do start taking care of yourself a little bit better just because for me anyway me in general and this is an, an everyday thing like I have to wake up and I have to make a commitment every day that I'm going to be more mindful uh, am I perfect at doing these things every day absolutely not absolutely not my discipline always needs work but I try to be mindful of what I'm eating. Am I getting up and walking around and getting that blood circulating? Am I doing self-care and working with my, my mind, body, and spirit? Am I taking deep breaths and doing breathing exercises when things get a little, a little, you know, stressful, right? And again, it's, it helps me to work a little bit more efficiently. I get with my thyroid disease, I get this fog brain and it helps me fight through that. I, I take vitamins every day to try to help me facilitate uh, things on the inside and outside. You know, I've got I've I've got that hormone imbalance with the thyroid disease. So I'm always trying to make sure that it's at an even keel. And I suggest it to other people, too, you know, and it's so helpful because you automatically assume that everybody knows about these these things with your mind body and your your spirit health and a lot of people are absolutely the most grateful when you sit and you're like hey did you know if you do this you could get this if you have an aloe plant you can do this this and this like the herbalism episode that I had a while back I, I had a ton of listens to that one too I never realized that so many people were into you know all of the different medicinal properties of different herbs and how good they are for certain ailments and things of that nature and so it's just really interesting to delve into those those things and help other people and that in itself is a choice that that it doesn't seem like it's a spiritual move but if you've got the intent of helping others and you've got that intent of spreading that joy and spreading that love and all kinds of all kinds of fruits are going to come from that tree it's not just going to be one and done having the having the belief that you can control your mindset can have so much impact on your your body mind and your spirit health number five it adds to the happiness and contentment the satisfaction of knowing that everything works out according to plan is quite fulfilling spiritual people usually have this mindset they are inclined to keep an optimistic attitude and accept things the way that they are the, this approach to life adds to the contentment and less worry. Happiness then subsequently follows. When you've gained contentment for all things good and bad, great and small, you will ultimately find out what it truly means to be happy despite what's in front of you. And I'm always working on that, you know? I'm, I'm a pretty happy person. I am, I'm very chill. Really go with the flow. And I have to tell you guys who don't know me all the time on here that because I sound like I'm like because I get really excited about these episodes. But um, it's awesome having that personality type uh, just because it's one less thing that I don't have to work on is having like crazy bad temper or anything like that. Um, at the same time, I do, you know, they say that some of the funniest people or some of the smartest people or some of the most intricate people that they get sad and I get sad sometimes uh, about the things that I can't change right and I have to 
learn I meditate to pick myself up out of that whenever I can and to remind myself of my blessings and to remind myself of what the bigger picture is and that my health is most important and and all of those kind of things and then I try to spread that message going back to the last one real quick I try to spread that message right because other people feel that sadness too sometimes and you can't tell you can't tell and I uh I try I've, I've lost some some family members to mental health and um you know I try to identify whenever I can you know that type of of set of cycle signs you know uh but with that being said you know the spiritual aspect of things is helps bring things to light it, it helps shine things and then make it better and give hope again and faith and excitement like like i said um i get goosebumps when i think of different revelations that have been had or different things that are said to me about ideas people come up with and using your creative abilities to to turn it all around and i think that that's amazing number six it lessens the fear of death Spirituality offers reassurance in something to come. People who have mastered this are typically not fearful or adamant to the thought of death. Some of you may believe in heaven or reincarnation, so these beliefs in the afterlife have provided you with a sense of hope. However, those who believe can still be fearful in what's to come after their human existence. It eventually... It's eventually up to the individual to fully accept what they have chosen to believe. For those who don't believe in the afterlife, a spiritual life cycle can support your contentment in knowing that you've lived the best life possible and now you can move forward to the next phase. Even though that I, I know that it's going to happen to all of us, I fear death so much. And I think I fear it so much because I don't understand it. And... I don't appreciate the mystery. I wish that I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt what happens. I get frustrated at the mystery. Uh, And I think that that is also stemming from, again, when I was a childhood and had to believe that there was, it wasn't a mystery. This is going to happen to you and this is going to happen to you and then you're going to die and this is going to happen to you. And that's not, that's not how I'm built. Uh, Like coloring inside the lines. I found more often than not as I get older that I'm definitely a outside of the line kind of person. And it's, it's worked to my advantage, believe it or not. And I, I think that there's more and I want to know. And I get, I get frustrated because I'm so curious and there's nobody to say beyond shadow of a doubt this is what's going to happen, right? And then I think about it and I'm like, oh, what if I live my whole life and then right at the last moment I find out that everything that I thought was this way is actually this way, you know? And I've, I've watched the movies and I've watched the episodes and I've read the books and I've, I've done the research and I will continue doing that research until the very last breath. But spirituality to an extent, I guess has lessened my fear of death a little bit uh just because when i do meditate i i find myself in a different state i find my uh, mental state i find my sensations are different 
my thought processes change, my environment change. My, it, it doesn't matter if I'm in my spiritual room or if I'm sitting on the side of a lake or I'm under a tree or in the living room. It doesn't matter. I like my spiritual room because it brings me peace. It's got all my favorite things in it. It's quiet. Uh, it's comfortable. But I don't need to have that or any other tools in order to feel like I'm moved or changed by... Uh, clearing myself of negative energy or dreaming about something that I, I want so bad or or anticipating something that I've been looking forward to in that meditation. And sometimes those things just come, you know, whenever I clear my head. Number seven, it brings people together. Religious fellowship and others is normally established from having the same faith or philosophies. Spirituality, however conjoins different people from different outlooks on life into one place. For example, yoga is a discipline practiced in Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism. Although the practice is associated with these three religions, people from all different faiths commonly accept it now. If you've ever attended a yoga class, specifically in America, and got acquainted with the people there, it's not even a fraction of the class are devoted Hindus. Thus, the desire to feel at peace or improve your physical strength has brought everyone together. Therefore, these instances are just one step closer to a person growing spiritually because they are being open to other religious teachings. Spirituality can eventually bring everyone to a commonality of spirit. Although religion can lead to the path of spirituality, it's not the only avenue that helps you get there. Some people become spiritual without ever stepping foot into a church or a mosque while others have grown up in a religious setting and are still in search of something more profound than themselves. As a raised Christian and granddaughter of a preacher, I too have come to the realization that all religions, beliefs, and faiths can enhance one's spiritual experience. That's the author talking. After all, spiritually questions everything, seeks many things, and discovers all things to be influential to some extent. Think about this. Do you think that it's more important to be spiritual or are you still unsure? Obviously. Uh, and that's how the article ends. But obviously, you, would be, you wouldn't be reading the article if you weren't curious or weren't wondering why those, you know, steps of developmental science are so pivotal to the curiosities that you have or looking within yourself and understanding how to balance those energies and those thoughts and where to put them and how to direct them. It's, it's very interesting, but, uh, hopefully I've given you guys some, some more things to make your wheels turn this beautiful Saturday. And, uh, speaking of that last point there, uh, with the full moon, it's on the 15th and the 16th this week. I, uh, it's a super full moon. So if you have felt this week, like things are a little crazier than usual, or that your mind is going a little bit more than it usually does, calm yourself down. Everything is fine. You know, a lot of people, we got Friday the 13th this week too. A lot of people automatically associate the moon and the tide and the energies and everything like that. And I'm not an astrologer, so, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But 
over the course of several years and me practicing with full moons and everything like that, a lot of people associate the full moons with bad things. And for me, they have never been any of the sort. Like I remember one time I was in the hospital visiting somebody else and it was the full moon and the nurses actually had a count over top of the registration area of how many people were coming in than normal of what kind of ailment because of the full moon and that was pretty neat to see because you know how long you spend in the waiting room at the hospital and uh you know for me the full moon is is the best meditation that I can have for the whole month I uh I am practice moments of gratitude moments of prayer for me and then I, I usually tune in to um, the Yoga Institute on YouTube and there's thousands of people that are doing the meditations at the same time and I really feel that vibe. Like I, I, can, I can feel that energy and I do a meditation and I do the chanting, the, the everything from start to finish. And then I'll do meditation afterwards that gets me all calmed down again, all chill all feeling like everything is right with the world, that answers will come, that problems will pass, that lessons will come out of things that will make life sweeter. And it's just a wonderful experience. So if you've ever done anything like that before and you 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 feel me, you understand where I'm coming from, if you never have, Give it some thought. Again, you don't have to have a spiritual room to do meditation, but have a couple minutes to yourself even uh, on the 15th and 16th where you just sit and you breathe and you let your mind clear and you think about things that you want. Things to Think about things that you're grateful for. Think about the things that you already have, you know? Think about the people in your life that mean a lot to you and think about your goals and what you're trying to do in your life to get the most out of it and think about experiences that have changed you and motivated you and and people who may be able to benefit from hearing that story and when you get the opportunity to do so give that to them you know people that you can help change their life by anything that you can give to them you know and then work on you as well it's just it's a beautiful thing so uh yeah it's a super moon the energy is going to be really high on the 15th and the 16th aside from that because i will talk to you guys your entire saturday because it's a weekend so i could just keep talking now that i don't have the book anymore uh and uh i'm i'm reading uh on the side the alchemist which i'll be reading to you guys i give you guys a break for a while just because so so many of you spent so much time with me so hardcore for a while that I felt bad like oh my gosh they have got to get to keep coming they got to have their earphones in all the time they've got to listen to me you know I'm reading this I'm so touched that they're interested so like I am also biting at the bit to read you the alchemist I'm not kidding like as the weeks are passing I am like I want to I want to publish it out I want to publish it out but I'm just giving you guys a breather so you can focus in on the podcast episodes maybe catch up a little bit if you had to miss a few of them and really get that in there before we start the next book so that's the update on that too okay as always if you've got any questions or you want to talk to me about some of the content I went over today or in the last episode which 
was so popular, um, definitely reach out to me at my email, which is evelynkish at yahoo.com. You can leave me a voicemail. I won't be able to leave you a voicemail in return, but you can leave me a voicemail on my Anchor app, or you can reach out to me on my Instagram page, which is uh, Life Over Matter Podcast at Instagram. Until next time, remember, new episodes happen every Saturday and Wednesday at 8 a.m. Eastern. Until next time, I hope that you have the most amazing, wonderful morning, afternoon, and good night.